Hello, my name is Zahar Karetsky, and this is the Transitions Visions podcast, a podcast series about and for the sustainability transitions community. Today we will talk with Lucas Fuchs about the role of state in transitions. Lucas has won a Best Paper Award of 2023 by the Next Society Institute for his manuscript on the topic of the steering function of the state in techno-economic transformations for sustainability. So naturally, I wanted to talk to him about it. In recent years, the topic of the state taking a more active role in governance of transitions has been gaining traction, uh, most prominently with the idea of missions. Famously, these ideas are embedded in the Horizon Europe seven-year research funding program. Lukas is a postdoctoral fellow in the Philosophy and Ethics Group in Eindhoven University of Technology. And we talked about social systems theory and theory and philosophy behind calls for and against a more active state. So enjoy this episode and stay tuned for more Transitions Visions in the future. So we are here with uh, Lukas Fuchs, postdoc researcher in philosophy and ethics at uh, Eindhoven University of Technology. Hi, Lukas. Hi, nice <laughs> to see you. Thanks I for having me, Saha. I was intrigued by your um, paper that you are working on currently, and you shared a little bit of uh, about it. So the topic is steering and, and state and missions. One of the first things I want to kind of ask is how did you get interested in, in this particular topic on, on steering and state? So my, my, um, my research um, comes from engaging with this new thinking about the role of the state in the economy and economic change with a view to grand societal challenges. So my, when I started my PhD, I got, the, I got the, the homework to look what philosophers can say about these new ideas, about the, the entrepreneurial state, mission-oriented innovation. Um, and so I ended up writing a PhD with Mariana Mazzucato, who has done more okay. than anyone else to <laughs> popularize and, and to make you know, academics and policymakers aware of, of, of these ideas about the role of the state. Um, and I ended up writing a PhD about the, the, the questions that arise from political philosophy, um, theories about political legitimacy, um, when it comes to these new ideas about the role of the state. Mm. Um, and often these, you know, political philosophy, liberal, uh, liberalism, uh, is informed by um, a certain kind of individualism. Mm. So the, the idea is you have society and the individual. You have the state and the individual. And if you propose that the state should do something, should do something more ambitious than it has been doing, then you say, well, but this, this limits individual freedom or it, it limits the, the spontaneity of, of individual citizens, or it limits the extent to which individuals can use uh, their knowledge. And so my PhD dealt with that, but I was somehow um, dissatisfied with that kind of framing, because I, I thought this doesn't really make sense of the, the real issues that policymakers face, or mm. transition scholars, people thinking about innovation. Um, and here I, I uh, discovered the work, I discovered systems theory, and I discovered the work of Niklas Luhmann, who is a very weird, who was a very weird <laughs> German sociologist you've probably never heard of before. Um, and he proposes to study social life and society, not in terms of individuals coming together and then meeting in the market or forming a social contract in, 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 in politics, but to start with systems, to start with social systems from the start. And so you have, you have uh, the political system, you have the economic system, you have uh, research, and um, we should understand these systems as forms of communication in society that mm. somehow reproduce uh, and, and, uh, and, and exist. And, and we shouldn't think primarily of individuals doing that. Of mm. course, ultimately, it's, it's people who do research and communicate in, in, in the research system. But we should uh, start thinking with, with uh, systems. And, um, 
in in this paper that that uh, you you uh, took a, took a look at, I think about this, these new ideas about the role of the state in the economy to transform the economy to shape markets to 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 formulate missions to restructure our economy towards a more sustainable uh, world, um, and I, I I analyzed that from the perspective of of systems theory by by Niklas Luhmann. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I knew about Luhmann only because of his uh, <laughs> system of uh, actually uh, note taking. Right? He's he's famous for that, for the because he, he he was quite prolific, and that was actually because he had a huge like a, a very organized system of note taking. And now everybody. The settle custom. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, the one. A big box of of little drawers yeah. with lots of notes <laughs> in it. Uh, he had quite an original ontology, right? Social ontology. So what does he say about steering? Uh, is he proposing that uh, policymakers are in this cockpit uh, situation that they can control easily? Luhmann is skeptical of steering. <laughs> he thinks that's not going to work out. So if you're some kind of left-winger who thinks the, sh the state should jump in and steer the economy or replace the economy or, you know, or do this or do that, Luhmann thinks you're set up for failure. <laughs> because... Luhmann thinks that the, these different subsystems these in society, these social systems, they exist for a very good reason. We have the political system for a good reason. It's there to, to, to institute collectively binding decisions. But we also have the economic system for a very good reason, to economize scarce resources. And, and he has similar, similar answers for other systems. And if one system tries to replace or to steer the other system, um, he thinks that it's likely to end up in failure because one system will impose its own form of communication on the mm. other system and in this way, you know, replace it or make it defunct and, and, and that's not good because these, these social subsystems exist for a good reason. Um, and that's the that's the challenge. If if you if you're like me and you like Luhmann, you think that he has mm -hmm. given us a very good way of thinking about social life, a good social ontology, mm -hmm. then uh, we're faced with this problem that the same guy who has this very very good way of thinking social life is deeply skeptical yeah. of <laughs> of uh, uh, such a steering uh, steering function. And by the way, it's not just the sta uh, the, the the political system that he's skeptical of to take such a function but also other systems, such as morality or mm -hmm. others. So, so he, 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 would like, he would say that it's the self-regulation of systems that we should first look at before we think about one system steering another system. Self-regulation within systems. Exactly. First. So one system regulating itself, mm -hmm. um, and uh, so like the economic system, trying to regulate itself, even oh, though that... Okay. that um, Luhmann is, is a social ontologist, and he's very convincing there. Mm. But he's also a sociologist. Mm. He, makes, he makes claims about uh, society and, and certain problems there. And his, his, theory is, uh, uh, his theory there is functional differentiation. Mm. Functional differentiation means that these subsystems of society uh, they differentiate them, themselves more and more. They become, uh, um, the economic system uh, is all about money. Money or not money. Payment or not payment. And um, these forms of, of communication, these instances of, of, of economic life, they become more, um, we would say, say specialized. Uh, they become more detached from other areas of social life, like the political system or the research system. Um, and that, that was a big achievement, you might think. That was a big achievement in the last uh, centuries of you know, liberalization, where we've given space to the research community, we've given space to the economy. But now we are faced with the challenge that uh, we have a lack of coordination between this, these systems. So Luhmann gives us a, good, a very good way of thinking about the need for such coordination. He tells us why it's, it would be needed to, mm. to steer uh, systems, but he's also skeptical that such steering is possible at all. So right. it's, it's, uh, it's a bit frustrating to work with you. <laughs>
Hmm. And so he doesn't really say how one should, how one should influence, uh, how one sh is supposed to influence the system. Luhmann has a couple of ideas how one system can influence each other. One example that he, he uses is, is that of a structural coupling. Okay. So he thinks there are some things um, in society that are at the intersection between different uh, social systems. So the contract is one example. The contract mm -hmm. is part of the legal system. So if you, if you want to set up a contract, you usually go to a lawyer, uh, you, you go to the courts to, to dispute a contract. But um, a contract is also an integral part of the economic system. When you, when you sell your house, you, you set up a contract. Mm. And so the idea is with these, with these uh, structural couplings, such as a contract, um, you, you find ways how one system can influence and irritate the other system. <laughs> But he thinks that's, that's of limited use if, if, you want to, um, if you want to get another system to you know, mm -hmm. do one thing or another, if you want to develop it in a certain direction or not. So there are some ideas, but it, there are limits to it. <laughs> at least, at least Luhmann thinks there are great limits to that. Yeah. I think... Um, there is a big intellectual project here, and uh, this, is, this is a project both um, in, in, in the policy arena to think about how we can change the, um, the role, change the way we think about policy and think about the role of the state in the economy. Um, we come out of a time of, uh, where we had very negative connotations with the state, with bureaucracy. Um, the economy was the driving force, was creative, was uh, constructive, and uh, uh, everything that's good came, comes out of the economy, and this, the state is this boring uh, organization that just limits and regulates, and you know, all, all the boring things happens mm -hmm. there. Uh, and we should limit the state as much as possible in our society. And, and um, I think it was the, the achievement of Mariana Mazzucato and others to change that narrative in the last decade or so, uh, and to see the state as part of the solution and not just part of the problem, and to start um, coming up with something like a more general theory of the value that is produced uh, in the public sector, the role of the state vis-a-vis -vis the economy and, and, and other areas of social life, and uh, know-how, how, how we can do this, um, how this is, how this is to, to, be, to be done. And mm -hmm. I think we can now see this being being tried out and implemented mm -hmm. in, in various stages. It, of course, it's a question to which extent the practice reflects or, or um, mm -hmm. manifests the, the, the theory here. Mm -hmm. But it, it, this is a, a, a real policy uh, development here. And I think we also need to have um, an intellectual uh, project that accompanies that, where we need to go um, and think about deeper notions uh, that we inherited in the history about the role of politics, about the role of the state in the economy, um, and, and, and how different areas of social life, politics, economy, and so on, uh, work together in, 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 in bringing about a new future, uh, ultimately. I guess it makes sense from a rigor, rigor perspective to look uh, at a very critical a scholar like Luhmann, who, who is touching on the same, to same topics, but is very critical of them. So how did you um, uh, uh, engage with, with him? Um, yeah, how does, does his theory help? So I think we can learn most when we engage with critics, or at least that's something that when you study philosophy, then you, okay. you're taught to, to love your, your critics and, and your opponents um, more than your friends. Nice. So I, I, um, I, I think the, there is a danger that we, you know, friends of a neo-statist account of how a sustainability transition should be carried out often just look at the positive examples and, 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 and the arguments and dismiss you know, all these neoliberal 
market fundamentalists who obviously got everything wrong. Um, because very often there are respectable intellectual traditions behind these, mm. and we can learn a lot uh, about our proposals and also how to move forward mm. in, in the debates. Um, so in the past I, I worked on Hayek, uh, Friedrich August Hayek, mm. the Austrian uh, economist who is most, most closely associated with market fundamentalism and... and, and uh, um, and I think with Luhmann, um, th there's something similar going on. Luhmann is, is, uh, has a very uh, sophisticated and convincing account of social life, of social ontology. He gives us a very good idea and critique and, and a good understanding why we need coordination, why we, why we, why we need to tackle sustainability issues uh, uh, in the first place, I think. Um, and, uh, yeah... And, and so I think it's a, it's a worthwhile intellectual project to try to use the, the uh, conceptual resources from a thinker like Luhmann in order to uh, recon reconceptualize one's own uh, position, reconceptualize mm. what it means uh, for the state to, to have a steering function in, mm. in, in society. Well, Luhmann has been writing in the 80s, right? Or in the yeah, 70s, 80s. Um, do you, what do you think that sort of, that obviously there's a lot of change has happened since then. Um, yeah, what kind of difference between the debates during his life and current ones do you think um, are most influential for, for the things that you are researching in, in state and its steering function? So you're completely right to point out that Luhmann is by now a historical figure. He lived in the 20th century. He died in, in, in 1998, and so you might think that uh, it's always good to look at great authors from the past, but what, you know, what can he contribute to, to contemporary policy debates? Um, I think there are uh, a couple of, of, of changes that have taken place in how people think about political economy. Um, and these, these, these changes are also elements to how I propose we reinterpret Luhmann, or how we, we should, okay. you know, how Luhmann would, would, would think differently about these things, mm. uh, or should think differently about these things today. And the, 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 the first is that when Luhmann was writing in the 80s, um, political economy was, was poor in the sense that um, it was very welfareist, it was well, very welfare-based. Mm. Uh, so the, the idea was we, we, we have to produce goods, we have to get these goods to people and to make these people happy. This is a uh, you know, very class traditional neoclassical welfare economics. Mm. Uh, you, you have one goal, um, maximize the welfare of, of, of humans. Uh, the, the economy can be assumed to be very efficient at doing so, except when there are market failures and then the state comes in and, and fixes these things. And so now you might ask, well, how good is the state at, at fixing these things or contributing to certain public goods? Luhmann was mostly a child of his time, uh, of these debates. He couldn't really um, foresee the, the, the developments that we've, we've witnessed in the last uh, decades, where we now, where first of all, we don't expect the state just to, uh, you know, address human welfare, narrowly construed, but we have this whole list of societal challenges. You know, the animals, other, other living beings on the planet, uh, the climate crisis, um, equality, uh, inclusiveness, all of these things uh, have a much greater um, uh, importance in, in you know, yep. what, what are the rationales for economic policy making. Um, and the, the, the other thing that Luhmann didn't really foresee was that we, we understand that the state or the political system has many more mechanisms at its disposal when it comes to influencing or steering the economy. So this, this, I think this, this you know, traditional way of looking at it was that the state can, can do two things. It can pose, you know, come up with laws and regulations and limit what, what, what individual mm. actors or what businesses do, and it can tax mm. and, uh, and redistribute. <laughs> um, and that's a very poor 
uh, understanding, I think. Uh, and, and now when we think about uh, you know, these more ambitious visions of mission-oriented uh, policy, um, we, 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 we realize that the research uh, that is carried out at universities, you know, that's, that, is, uh, that comes from yeah, the state yeah. ultimately. <laughs> uh, there used to be things like uh, state investment banks, mm. they are now being set up again, uh, infrastructure projects, uh, public procurement, uh, there is um, state-owned enterprises. Um, there, is much, there are many more linkages or connections between the state and the economy and um, how these, these, these parts of the state or how these decisions are made has a great influence on the direction of, of uh, economic change that is taking place. Um, and Luhmann, Luhmann didn't really uh, uh, see or discuss any of that. So for him, mm -hmm. it, it, the, the, the relationship between the political and the economic system was, was mostly conflictual. Mm -hmm. So if, if, if you have more political interest, then the, the, the economic, or more political uh, uh, dominance of the political system, then the econ you know, there's less money or there's less space for mm -hmm. the, the uh, economic system. And I think that is flawed. I think we, mm -hmm. we now have a very different way of understanding the, this co-creative or synergistic relationship between uh, politics and economy. Have you looked at, beyond Lumen, uh, when you started maybe this paper, um, have you looked at other uh, people in the field, in the systems, in, in the field of system dynamics or, or just system thinking? The short answer is no, yeah. <laughs> because it, it, it uh, takes quite some time yeah. um, looking at, at uh, systems theories. There is, uh, the, the teacher of Lumen was Talcott Parsons, mm -hmm. and he drew a lot uh, from that, and maybe a different uh, branch of this development is, is Hayek again. Mm -hmm. So Hayek in his uh, later work, Law, Legislation and Liberty, he was influenced a lot by cybernetics, systems thinking. Okay. Um, and I think what, what Luhmann says about spontaneous order uh, sh should also be understood in, in light of systems theory, you know, the, the market as a, as, as, or the, the economy as, a, as, a, as an order that is somehow detached or that, that plays a very distinct role in society. Um, so, so in this sense, yeah, but uh, I'm aware that there are more uh, people in, in this camp of systems thinkers and I'm... So you just said that Lumen talked a lot about uh, systems and subsystems, and he has a whole ontology of systems. So talking about sustainability, which is a topic you engage with in your uh, manuscript, so which systems or subsystems are most suited to actually tackle climate, climate crisis? That's a very complex question. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's a very good question, and I'm curious to hear what you think about yeah. this. But I'm, uh, I think... One, one key realization in the last year, so I, I said there was this revival of appreciation for the role of the state in the economy. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and I think one part of this appreciation was not just that there are some positive instances of innovation in the past where you know, the state had a, had a, a, a direct influence, parts of the state, uh, but also this, this realization that so much that uh, is, is being done is, is uh, directly or indirectly um, st steered or molded or shaped by policy and state mm -hmm. actors. Mm -hmm. So the idea to uh, you know, give, give the state a prominent role is not necessarily the idea that you know, let's size up the state, let's make a bigger or more powerful state. The state mm -hmm. is already big and powerful, but the idea is to, to uh, let this be guided by, by, by the proper goals and ideas about how, how to do this. So I think this, this realization that the state, that, that, that this is how our society is, is already set up. Um, many people now realize this as part of the COVID pandemic, where many businesses uh, continue to survive because of state subsidies, but I think it, it goes deeper. This, this is one, one part. But you might think there are other subsystems that we should look at. For mm -hmm. example, morality. Um, mm -hmm. If you think that morality is a subsystem of society, 
um, you know, the good and the bad. Um, maybe, maybe this is the, the, key, the, the key leverage point. And only by changing how we think and talk about the good and the bad are we able to shape the political discourse and, and, and later, later other discourses. Uh, and, and then you might think, well, it's actually all about research, and we as researchers have, mm -hmm. have, have, have the key here. Um, so I, I think there are some, some, some good reasons why the political system has come into focus mm -hmm. in recently, but uh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I think this is a very complex and open question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what do you think? <laughs> well, yeah, it should be somehow a, a mix or overlap of different ones. Uh, but uh, I don't know enough about Luhmann's ideas, which actually was quite interesting because his idea of a system is a different one than, for example, in, in transition studies. talk about what the system is for uh, in Newman's sort of work. So you're right to point out that uh, Luhmann has a very theoretical notion of a system. Mm -hmm. um, and in, so, for example, in, in transition studies, the, the, you have things like the, the socio-technical regime, which gives you a handle of uh, you know, a constellation of, of you know, things like policy and the consumer preferences yeah. and the artifacts that, that, uh, that are there and that continue to evolve somehow. Um, and uh, Luhmann's account of a system is, 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 is somewhat different to that. Um, so for Luhmann, um, uh, a system consists of communications, instances of communication, but communication is not necessarily people talking to each other. Mm. Uh, uh, so when, when, for example, when we exchange things in the markets, I sell you my, my, my phone, um, that is a communication yeah. for, mm -hmm. for him, even if we don't <laughs> talk. So these, these individual transactions, so these, these individual things are all uh, part of such a system. So a system is, is, a, is, is, is an area of social life that, that functions according to a certain logic to a certain binary code. Yeah, yeah, right. So very kind of something very much like a computer system or a cybernetic system. And it's very yeah. apparent uh, yeah. <laughs> heritage, I guess. So, so the, the... And, and so that, that makes it a very fascinating social ontology. Uh, but the, the links to... So if you're a, a transition scholar and you think, oh, I'm now using Luhmann's systems account in order to criticize the energy system or the mobility system, you, you, uh, you're on the wrong track. Uh, <laughs> or more work has to be done here. So, yeah, th mm. these, are, these are two different ways of, of, of thinking about uh, going beyond individuals in thinking about social life. So given that you are critical, uh, about his skepticism. Oh, do I understand it correctly that you are critical about his skepticism about the possibility of steering? Exactly. Right. So, <laughs> do uh, yeah? Do you propose to? How do you propose to use his his ideas? Or is it just only for uh, an inspirational kind of uh, drive that he's provided? Exactly. So Luhmann thinks his his talk of social systems shows we should be skeptical of. Uh, Steering, the steering function of one system over another. And I think Luhmann is wrong in this. I think if we, if we use his, his uh, thinking of social systems, we, we can arrive at different conclusions. Or in what he, what the policy okay. implications that he draws from his theory are not necessitated. We can, we can arrive at other uh, policy ideas. Um, at least that's, that's my, my ambition. I, I, and you can read that in your paper when it's published. <laughs> you can read that in my paper when it's published. The, maybe the idea is that systems don't just have a binary code on which they operate. So the political system mm. operates on power versus non-power, or e economy on, on payment versus non-payment. But there is a, a different quality, to a, a, another quality to systems, which is the program, which is the, um, the, 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 the sum of knowledge uh, uh, and factors 
that requires that is required to apply this code. So um, in order to to apply the code of money or not, payment or not, uh, we need to have a program of prices, for example, or program of regulations that something can be exchanged or not in the economy. Um, and and Luhmann recognizes that there is this factor, there, there's this big uh, gray space of what makes a system operate, but he doesn't really elaborate uh, what, what that is and uh, how that changes um, whether one political one whether one system is able to influence or even steer another system, but I think that's where the answer lies in, because when we think about um, techno-economic transformations for sustainability, what we want to change is not abolishing market, or what many talk about is not abolishing markets or abolishing um, exchange through payment, but uh, um, changing you know. Socio-technical systems, uh, transitioning them, mm -hmm. uh, uh, coming up with with different products or different uh, consumer environments um, mm -hmm. that m make us consume and produce and, and, uh, differently. Um, so I think that's where the answer lies within Luhmann in order to to counter his own skepticism <laughs> on this theory. I wonder about the the state. Is state a system in this sense? You're right, the state is not a system. Okay. The, the politics is a system, mm -hmm. because politics is a form of communication. Mm -hmm. If you go into the parliament uh, and you hear parliamentarians give speeches, these are uh, most clearly uh, forms of communication of the political system. Mm -hmm. um, but the state uh, uh, is an organization in which various systems operate. So the state, for example, also consists of, of uh, state-owned enterprises. And mm -hmm. there, uh, it's, it's more clear that the economic system uh, is, is dominant, you might think. Um, similarly, we are here at the university, um, and the, the, the research system is, is perhaps the most prevalent one. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, if I want to buy your iPhone here, then it's still about the, the money here. Or we, mm -hmm. we both can sit here because we're mm -hmm. paid by the university, mm -hmm. we, we receive a salary. So there is still an, the, the economic system here um, as well. So the, the different organizations and different individuals are interpenetrated, mm -hmm. funny word, interpenetrated <laughs> by, by different um, systems. I think the answer um, to clarify the relationship between the state and the, the political is to say that the state is, or perhaps should, be mainly oriented towards uh, the political. Uh, that's what the mm. that's what the state is is there for. Um, but of course, there are many other. You have economists working for the state. In an is in an important sense, uh, we too are part of the state. We receive our salary mm. from some uh, um, uh, research funding. Um, and, and so the, the, the research uh, system is, or the, the university system is some uh, extension of, of, of the state. Uh, so, so the organizations and systems have a weird uh, relationship in, in this way, I think. <laughs> are there any other organizations that are acting like this kind of hub for different systems? Of course, yeah. So I, I think um, we would like to think, for example, that uh, companies, mm -hmm. um, Companies are perhaps the, the clearest expression of the economic system. Mm -hmm. You have, peop you have uh, people who come up with uh, a product or whatever, and they want to sell it on the market, and so earn money and economize on a, on a scarce resource mm -hmm. and, and participate in this, in this, this uh, exchange. But uh, if we think that you know, companies also have some responsibility in how they invest and how they produce and what they sell, uh, then we would like to think that the political system or the moral system um, also plays a role mm. within these organizations, okay. um, whether or not they, they actually play a role there. Because yeah. I was, uh, as you were talking, I was reflecting whether, uh, why the state seems so important, maybe because it is a hub for so many of these different systems, or not. Exactly. Yeah. So one one way to understand this is the state today is to go back at, at this notion of Luhmann structural coupling. Right. Uh, so a structural coupling is something that's that is at the intersection between different 
uh, subsystems. As I earlier said that the contract is at the intersection between the legal and the economic system. Um, and it looks like the state is a big knot of such st structural couplings. Mm -hmm. um, because you have you know, a big knot to the economy, you have economists in the state who think about what's good for the economy. You have investment bankers, you have um, uh, people who try to regulate and, and, and collaborate with certain industries. And, um, uh, and, and, and the same is, is true for the research system. You have, uh, research, you have uh, civil servants who think about how to organize uh, big research funding schemes, how to organize and reform universities, how to collaborate with universities. Um, and, and the same is, um, is true for the legal system. So it looks like uh, the, 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 the state is, is like a big knot of such structural couplings that, that has the leverage and the capacity to bring about that kind of coordination of different systems in society for, for something like a sustainability transitions. <laughs> Okay, so immediately uh, thoughts also come to mind about the threat of, uh, you know, bureaucracy and uh, authoritarian overreach and, and, and so on. Uh, how do you deal with that, with or without help of Luhmann, of Luhmann's thinking? So that's a, that's a very important, uh, that's a key question. Okay, yeah, well. <laughs> um, the, so I think there are two, two yeah. First, um, I think, as I said, we come out of a, a period where we, where the economy has had a, or the logic of the economy has had a very dominating influence over society. Um, and uh, a philosopher called Elizabeth Anderson has written a book, uh, uh, Private Government, on how businesses uh, actually exercise a lot of domination in, in society. And, and so you might think, well, we've We've, we've managed to restrict the bureaucracy of the state, but what, what did we get in exchange for that? The, 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 flip, the, flips, the flip side is to say, well, uh, uh, you know, state bureaucracy isn't always bad, or we, we have to rethink how we, we talk about this. So, you know, bureaucracy can also be creative. We too are part of the state bureaucracy, mm -hmm. but we are very special kinds of bureaucrats. We're made to go into a PhD where we wander through the desert for some years in order to become creative and come up with supposedly original yeah. thoughts. Um, that's the uh, best kind of bureaucracy. That's the best kind of bureaucracy. Um, um, so so we, we have to, you know, think differently of what, what makes what makes um, what, 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 what state activity means. Um, but the, the key answer to this, this, this uh, worry here is that um, the, the, the proposal is not to, you know, uh, size up the state now, to have a more powerful state, to go back to, you know, to say, oh, a bigger proportion of the GDP should run through the state or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, the, 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 the idea is that we already, the, we already have these immense... Uh, connections between the political system, the state, and, and other areas of, of society. And the real challenge is just how we uh, use these uh, appropriately. Um, uh, and, and, uh, but, but you're right that there are dangers of authoritarianism uh, and, and there are dangers of you know, uh, overextension of one, one system to the other. And I think this, this might be something well, where the, the, the the warning words of Luhmann might, might help us because Luhmann says um, don't make one of these obsolete or don't, don't make one of these subsystems like the economic system uh, defunct. So ultimately we have to stick with something that you said earlier, namely a polycentric vision of society mm. where we leave an important space of, um, of creativity and spontaneity to all to these subsystems like the economic system in our society. So it, it, it yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's yeah, wise words from, <laughs> from Nicholas. Uh, I guess something that I wanted to come back to uh, is um, how sort of uh, 
he, how is Luhmann uh, dealing with the global north uh, and global south? I, from reading your uh, paper, I got an impression that it's uh, quite focused on global north, or is it uh, not so? Yeah, so by, by now it should be clear that Luhmann is a very abstract thinker. Okay. And, uh, and, and you, you, you wonder, you know, okay, the political system, but where is the political yeah. system if the state is now interpenetrated? And right. So it, he's an abstract thinker and he gives us this way of talking about things, but uh, um, in, in, in an important sense there, there, there are many details to be filled out here. Mm. Um, so you're right to say that Luhmann was a 20th century scholar who lived in Germany for his most of his life. He, he studied that in, in the US for, for some time. Um, but this, this is a very Western thinker who gives us a, who, who stands in a very Western tradition of thinking right. of society. Um, there, is this, there is this episode that I heard that Luhmann late in his life visited a few Latin American countries and he, he was so shocked that Things are different here, no, no. <laughs> and uh, he he thought that you know this this shows that much of his writing you know is not as universal as right. he would have liked to think. Um, so absolutely, this is a this is a thinker from the global north, uh, a, a, a European thinker who was shaped by the twentieth century. Um, on the other hand, uh, this is a very abstract thinker, who I believe um, has interesting things to say about a whole range of, of things uh, that are relevant for us to, today. And so the, this, you know, one advantage of, of theorists, of philosophers, is that they, they can be reinterpreted in, in new ages mm. and by, by you know, different, uh, different um, uh, people in different situations. So perhaps that's, that's one of the reasons why not just people in Europe or in North America should look at Luhmann, but also those in the global <laughs> south. Yeah, that's a nice, that's a nice advice for I guess for PhD students who are, who want to engage with these topics, yeah? uh, even reinterpret things. You can reinterpret Lumen. Um, would you actually recommend to uh, like PhD students to to engage with him in the top with the topic of sustainability or whether other topic? So I'm I'm not someone who should give advice to anyone <laughs> on on yeah <laughs> choosing research. Okay. Um, um, I think Lumen is is a very it's a very rich resource of ideas. Um, I think that the best the best you can do is to read Lumen and to understand what does Lumen say about your topic. Um, and interrogate Luhmann on your topic, mm. reinterpret him, not just do scholarly, you know, Luhmann writes this in the footnote and we have to understand this. Mm. Uh, but, but I think just Luhmann scholarship would, would mm. uh, that's, I'm not sure whether that's okay. uh, a, a road to academic success, <laughs> a road to uh, contributing to big uh, academic and societal problems. Right, right. I guess that niche is covered by you already. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I'm, I wouldn't call myself a, a Lumen expert. I've done what I, I just said. Lumen has written way too many books to read uh, uh, as part of a PhD or as part of a, a postdoctoral uh, fellowship. Um, what I've done is exactly that. I've, I've come to Lumen with a certain question and interrogated uh, him on what he can say mm. about this. And then I, I tried to... to go into a conversation uh, in writing. Yeah, and I noticed you're quite diverse in your interests. Last uh, couple of, I think it was in spring that you presented on acceleration and on the topic of destabilization and decline. And this is kind of adjacent to your current paper. Uh, but yeah, is it, is, it, is it actually? Yeah. So you're completely right that I have a problem uh, <laughs> uh, specializing and, and, and focusing on, on an area. Um, you're right about that. I didn't say it was a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my, my, I would characterize my overall research vision as uh, understanding the different values um, of actors in techno-economic change. And um, the state is, is, as I mentioned many times today, one of the key actors in, in bringing, uh, in about, bringing about that. 
Um, and uh, so when I, when I think about uh, um, different philosophers or different sociologists, as Luhmann was a, a sociologist, then I, I, I want to hear what, what can we learn uh, about this question. And uh, as you mentioned, I've, I've started working on exnovation or the, 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 the termination of products or ser uh, services, technologies in, in society. Um, because as you know better than, than <laughs> many others, this is, this is an ex extremely uh, important topic when we think about uh, how we can transition, how we can transform our uh, mobility and, and energy s systems. Yeah. Um, so I thought that many of the, the issues, the, the value questions that, that I've, I've discovered uh, in innovation can also you know, be, be rehashed and reinterpreted in the case of, of, of exnovation, of determination yeah. of, of, of products. But you, sh you shouldn't interview me about the termination of, of, of technologies. I, th that would be much more your topic. Then. <laughs> yeah, on episode 100, I will definitely <laughs> interview myself. Maybe using ChatGPT. <laughs>
Good. Now, but thank you so much, Lucas, for your time and for explaining to us about uh, Luman and your interpretation, what you're doing with it, and about the role of the state and the different systems that uh, play around with steering. And uh, yeah, I hope to have you back sometime soon. Thank you so much, Sahar. It was great to be here.